Thank you. I am from Bangladesh and uh, have we failed our democracies? Democracies in the plural being South Asian. I think this could even be a global question, not just a South Asian question. Because I think the question of what is democracy and how democracies operate is very flawed. I believe that is very flawed in terms of really being accountable to us, the people. So when we say, have we failed our democracy? How have we, as citizens, from whichever country we happen to be in, in the world, really acted and tried to ensure that there is some accountability, there's some responsiveness and some responsibility of how a nation state is governed or how a country is governed. I think again, to begin with, maybe I speak a bit about Bangladesh and to just give a picture. Now, Bangladesh being part of the, before, part of the subcontinent, we've had a history in Bengal of strong movements as there has been across the greater India. Especially peasant movements and movements for each area's autonomy in many ways. And uh, we feel, I mean, each one, I think all of us define our own histories and where we are and what history is, dependent on where we are situated, both geographically as well as historically in the place of time and where we are. So the history I relate is the history which is the history of my time and my geographical location. So, uh, so we have had lots of uh, movements and movements that we look at as our pride in terms of the anti-British movement. Netaji Shubhash Chandra, those who know Indian history, would know that uh, his uh, uh, Indian National Army, INA, Master Dashrujashen and the whole Chittagong army raid and other people. So we have all, have all our heroes from then. We have the peasant movements from from long time back. And then in 52 we had the language movement because when 47, what is now Bangladesh became part of Pakistan and we were 53% of the population now, though Pakistan's population has now far exceeded Bangladesh's population. They've been very good at uh, reproducing themselves. <laughs> so uh, at that time we were 53% of the population. The rest of Pakistan actually didn't speak Urdu except those who had migrated from India, Punjabi, Sindhi, Pashto, etc. So obviously the question what the national, uh, the state language of Pakistan would be was when it was declared that it would be Urdu, there was resistance from Bangladesh, which led to the language movement, which we consider is for Bangladesh's liberation movement the first point of time in history. I'll skip everything else and say 71 we had a liberation war where we, I think, everybody fought and everybody fought for uh, independent Bangladesh. Uh, people will know that is, and I won't talk about the genocide or anything else that happened. But we got an independent country in 71 based on four principles, which was put into our constitution, which was uh, democracy. So how have we failed that democracy? Very relevant. The other was secularism. 
uh, also relevant to democracy. Again, it's got it doesn't matter what secularism. Again, very relevant to democracy, secularism, then nationalism, which we can uh, discuss and debate whether it's uh, uh, what nationalism actually means and to whom and what. And um, socialism, this is 71, so, and the constitution was in 72. So that was a time when the whole world had a very left leaning, so socialism. We've had uh, a series of ups and downs in our country, and I'll just briefly skim through it. Like in 75, the president of the country and his entire family, which was the party that led Bangladesh movement uh, into being an independent nation, was killed brutally, and uh, then we had a successive military coup. And each military ruler, as in many countries, the moment you become a military ruler, after a coup, you form a political party. And the same happened in Bangladesh. So we had two military rulers who formed two, two political parties. What they did was try to rewrite history, like everyone tries to rewrite history in their own way, whoever is in power, and give the narrative based on what they want people to hear. So you're totally confused as to what the narrative should be and give their own version of what should or should not be the principles. Like nationalism, which was Bengali nationalism, and which was a question that was raised, and we still raise, is what about the people who are not Bengali? Because we have a lot of indigenous people. Even if it's a small percentage, we have over, some say 50, some say 60, some say more, different indigenous groups. So they're not Bengali. So what, when we say Bengali nationalism, are we leaving out that population? What about those who are non Bengali speakers? Uh, you know, people who moved from Bihar and other places in India and decided to, some wanted to go back to Pakistan, majority wanted to go back to Pakistan, Pakistan would not happen. But their children who were born in Bangladesh decided that they wanted to be Bangladeshi, citizens of Bangladesh. So, Bengali nationalism. What the successive governments did was twist the Bengali nationalism, take it away, bring in Bangladeshi nationalism. But they meant Bangladeshi nationalism not to include all these people, but to mean a Muslim Bengali identity. So that was what was projected. 1990, there was a big movement. Before 1990, it had begun, but 1990 culminated to a very big movement where the military dictator was ousted and we had uh, elections and a government was formed. 96, that government tried to come back to power through manipulating elections, which the opposition boycotted. Again, there was a movement in the cities, and so a caretaker government was formed to have elections again, where the other, at that time, was the opposition that came into power. Then again, 2001, there was an election where the other party came back into power. So we thought, oh good, every five years we'll have a change in party, uh, which would mean that the parties would try and see that they would uh, at least have some semblance of trying to respond to what people desire, uh, desired or expressed or were able to express. That was not to be. 2006, when the caretaker government came back to power, there was a bit of a farce, and then a uh, quasi-military 
caretaker government came for two years, after which there was elections, and then the present government came into power again. Now, uh, the reason I give this whole long narrative is just to say that, that I'm giving you one side from one part. What happened to us? How have we ensured democracy? Actually, except for the movements where change has happened and casting a vote, which sometimes we have always seen is manipulated. It's manipulated in terms of whether you are allowed to contest, whether you are allowed to campaign, whether you have access to ensuring that your polling agent is allowed into the polling booth or not, whether your agent has access to ensuring that the votes are being counted or not. That's one part of it. And the second is, when we as citizens ask questions, are these questions being answered? When people who are supposed to be our representatives in the parliament, actually do they represent our questions or not? The answer is no. The majority of our parliamentarians which used to be politicians when we, when we first started, we now have over 80% who say that business is their primary income. So if we have business, the business community representing us, the people, then obviously you're going to have the kind of laws, they're the lawmakers, the kind of laws that the rules the interests would be of the business community and commerce rather than and commercial interests rather than the people. And this has been seen in all the laws and in the way that uh, everything is, uh, the way that even in the rural areas, how, uh, uh, how production processes are taking place, you know, whether you're growing for the market or you're growing for your own needs or for the local community. And when I saw this poster, I thought it was great, you know. And it reminded me of, in 2013, there was a movement, a huge movement, a sporadic and spontaneous movement across the country of hundreds of thousands of people gathering to voice their opinion on the war crimes tribunal to uh, take, uh, you know, uh, to ensure that the War Crimes Tribunal was actually doing what it should be and there weren't any in between, uh, you, know, uh, you know, manipulation in the way of certain people getting certain kinds of judgment and certain people who have closer alliances and more money getting a different kind of a judgment for crimes that were similar in nature or worse in nature. Now at that same time, there was a major, some of you who are aware of South Asian uh, Politics and economics, etc., covers. Know that in 2013 April there was a big collapse of a garment industry. Bangladesh's major export is the textile and garment industry. So it was a Rana Plaza where over a thousand people, workers, were killed. The building collapsed. And the reason I said this post is very, I think it's really uh, pertinent, is because one of our MPs, a minister at that time, said the building collapsed not because it was built on, there was a fault in the building, that the authorities had not done what they were supposed to do in ensuring that the building was actually built properly. It was because the 
opposition had called the strike that day and the opposition tried to push the pillars of the building and the building collapsed and this is a eight nine story building or eight story building something like that so seeing this said oh uh, this minister ex minister would have been very pleased seeing this and said that this is exactly how what had happened so uh, how have we failed at democracies it's because of i would just state by saying that in bangladesh but i think it is true of all countries we have failed in democracies in two ways one is of being accountable to the people itself accountable because the reason so many people die and so many people do die in all these whether it's launch disasters whether it's bus accidents whether it's train accidents whether it is uh, buildings collapsing or fire in the buildings it is because people have not been responsible for doing what they're supposed to be doing and i'm not talking now on the rights of peoples to survive and i mean that's it. what i've said is no way right to survival but also you know uh, right to livelihood and the extrajudicial killings that take place in all our countries and everywhere kind of politics that is being creating of creating a politics or a culture of exclusion corruption that is so rampant that if you ask for ask questions and demand accountability you'll be in trouble yes uh, we have failed at democracies because we failed we've played along with the game of giving our votes even if the votes are totally manipulated we've just had an election an election where uh, i think only 27 or so seats were won by the non awami 20 were won by uh, a alliance a party that is an alliance with the awami and only seven by the opposition this just shows it's not that everybody actually voted they didn't need to vote maybe they did but all the reports i've got very clearly states there was no voting but we all accepted it we've accepted the fact that this is how the country runs and this is how we failed our democracy we've accepted the fact that we are going to be ruled by parties and not state only one party but parties who don't look at the interests of the people but parties who don't who's big i mean i just say one thing that you know bangladesh has made a lot of uh, progress in many ways economically we are now moving into the middle income country range so economically we've done well all these different indicators gender equality indexes show that we are far ahead in other south asian countries we see in the social uh, the human rights uh, the human social human uh, the undp uh, development indicators we are doing very well when our average age of life expectancy was 51 or 52 years in 71 we've now reached 71% with women out living men by a couple of months more so i mean we've done well the you know enrollment in schools girls enrollment many ways the gender gap is closing down our development indexes uh, when there was the millennium development goals we met most of the goals except a few uh, like child marriage or uh, the other one was yeah so uh, now we've met a lot of uh, indexes so here we have a country where democracy 
is not really as strong and as vibrant as it should be. And yet, we are going ahead in other indicators where a person's right to life is in danger if you in any way speak against the government or the powers that be and the governments, whichever government is in power, feel that there are only three different groups of people that you have to be really concerned with. One is the military, one is the business community and the other is the majority religious group. So I'll end there by saying how have we failed our democracies. I think from both sides, this is what I have to say. Given the Bangladesh context, and I don't think it will be very different. Maybe it very varying degrees it may be different uh, to other countries. Thank you.